you had another patient? Yes. We saw uh, a patient in the hospital. Yeah. You too, dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you saw a patient in the hospital today? We want to talk about that one? Sure. Interesting. All right. So this is a gentleman. He's 62, presented to the hospital because of a uh, few weeks of upper respiratory symptoms that did not respond to antibiotics and then worsening shortness of breath, presented to the emergency room and was found to have on x-ray a large right pleural effusion. So he was admitted, had a thoracentesis, effusion showed malignant cells, had a bronchoscopy that did show uh, in the right lung a abnormal mucosa, transbronchial biopsy was positive for adenocarcinoma. Interestingly enough, the patient had had a prostatectomy for prostate cancer two years ago, but his PSA on presentation was 0.06, and the tumor, the stain for PSA was negative. So it was all really consistent with the primary lung. He has been a long-term smoker, still smokes, and has some exposure to asbestos in his lifetime. So I saw the patient initially in consultation in the hospital and discussed with him, obviously, whether we're dealing with a stage 3B disease, that chemotherapy would be the next step in this case, but I would like to take care of that effusion because most likely that's going to be an issue. Referred him to my thoracic surgeon to consider doing a pleurex catheter. And I met with him in the clinic, offered all these options, was supposed to call me to start treatment. And I hear from his primary physician that he was admitted over the weekend, predominantly because of worsening shortness of breath and recurrence of the effusion. But after I had seen him and contemplated of treating him with Avastin, I had requested an MRI of the brain. That was done when he was in-house and showed a cerebellar mass. Questioning the patient today in retrospect, the only thing he could think of is one time He lost balance when he was trying to put something when he bent over, but otherwise really has no ataxia. So now we're dealing with somebody who has stage 4 disease, a single brain lesion, adenocarcinoma, significant and symptomatic effusion. Otherwise, his performance status is PS of 2 at this point. He's pretty symptomatic from shortness of breath. So really our plan, my plan is to have this effusion addressed while he's in-house, have a pleurex placed. I've already had radiation oncology see him. We're going to consult neurosurgery, try to see what the best option to address the isolated cerebellar lesion, whether it's going to be resection followed by radiation, either stereotactic or whole brain or just radiation. And really what brings up an important point is there's going to be some delay in treating him for the systemic disease. And what do you do in those patients whose systemic disease may be progressing while you're treating a brain lesion or waiting until you get the cyber knife going and waiting for the effusion to get better. But my plan initially was to offer him, before knowing what's going on in the brain, was a platinum doublet with Avastin. Obviously, at this point, Avastin would not be something I would use immediately. I am comfortable using Avastin in a treated, resected brain metastasis after probably a few months. Just to pick up on that point, what do we know about that? There was some data presented at ASCO. You know, what do we know about treating patients with brain meds and Avastin? So the PASSPORT study looked at treatment with Avastin in patients with treated brain metastases, and there was no obvious increase in, there was one patient with a brain bleed, which was not inconsistent with what you'd see with brain metastases treated with chemo alone. So I have no trepidation or little trepidation treating patient either with treated small brain metastases, untreated small brain metastases without edema, with bevacizumab when they're otherwise eligible for it. What are your thoughts about this man right now? Well, I think the sequence that's planned out for his treatment is exactly right. 
we need to optimize him and take care of critical metastases before he can begin systemic therapy. So we need to take care of his pleural effusion. We need to do the best thing by his brain mat. If he doesn't have disease in his liver, doesn't have symptomatic bone mats, his other lung's not chock full of tumor, we have time to get it right and give him the best therapy for those. So if it took five fractions of radiation around the bed after craniotomy and resection of the solitary met, while he gets some physical therapy and has learns how to drain his pleurex, you know, that's fine. And then he'll have a PSL1 when he starts systemic chemotherapy. Any other comments about him? No, really, that's pretty much what's going on with him. I mean, his social situations, his wife is very, very involved in his care, obviously, very worried, has a lot of questions, very appropriate questions, asked about clinical trials, which was I found interesting. Oftentimes, we have to bring up the issue and the patient's wife asks for a clinical trial. In my list of trials, unfortunately, the one thing I have an opening for now is specifically an adenocarcinoma. I don't have a trial for first-line adenocarcinoma. We're looking at something that's going to use a VEGF trap with chemotherapy in a randomized fashion. So that may be something he may be eligible for.